to the girls.gov podcast where you can find all things women. Allies are welcomed. Now let's get started. Well, welcome everybody to our very first podcast. Today is election day, you guys. It is November 3rd. I'm on the East Coast and I have a special co-host with me today. Cassandra, can you please uh, introduce yourself? Absolutely. I am on the West Coast and my very first memory with Rachel is us in seventh grade sneaking in to watch Pineapple Express. So I think that's a good description of our relationship. But I'm so excited that uh, Rachel asked me to be a part of this and to share her vision with her. And I think I'm just overall like so excited to create a safe space for anybody and everybody, but just to like get my feelings out without being judged too (laughs) it's gonna be awesome because Rachel is like such a great person to talk to about all this stuff but yeah how was that that was great okay (laughs) we're learning we're learning you guys this is our first podcast so it's this is gonna be maybe a little bit of a shit show but yeah okay this is a learning curve. We're going to have to get used to it. But so I am in Rhode Island. I It is t- almost 1030 at night. Cass is in San Diego. And it is what, 730, I guess? Yeah, it's like almost yeah. 730. Okay. So we've been keeping up with elections pretty much all day. Um, obviously, votes just started getting in. But let's talk about where we're at. So yeah. let's see. I'm going to check right now and Cass and I have had anxiety all day about this so it's been a day so right now Joe Biden is at 131 electoral votes and Donald I don't even want to say his last name um is (laughs) is at 98 electoral votes so today I think what we're gonna do is just talk about some like election 101 some things that I didn't even really know about beforehand. You know, a lot of these things I'm learning just because of the political climate that we're in right now. So definitely during this election has been like a huge learning experience for me. And I'm sure it's the same thing for Cass. Yeah. So let's talk about our current thoughts really quickly. I know for me this whole week, I've kind of just been feeling really optimistic today. Actually, it's it's not really the case. I mean, I'm still optimistic and I'm still hopeful that, you know, things will end up in our favor. But I think being in Rhode Island has definitely been like a weird experience for me this month. I've literally only been here for a month, you guys. And I have seen more Trump supporters and like flags and just stuff than I have probably within the last year of being in San Diego like it's it's kind of crazy and Rhode Island is a blue state but the amount of stuff that I've been saying is a little scary but Rhode Island's votes are actually already in so Biden got all of the electoral votes for them which is great But we also are waiting on really big key states. We have a bunch of swing states that are going on. And we probably won't know until, I don't know, probably like midnight here, right? Yeah, I think so. What about your thoughts, Cass? Um, I kind of feel the same way. Like, I almost felt, like, excited. I feel like a lot of people really shit on 
young kids. And Mm -hmm. I actually think for once that kind of that age frame from like, you know, what, 18 to like maybe 32, I want to say, I feel like has like really gotten out there. And so like that just makes me feel really like empowered and hopeful because I do feel like a lot of the younger kids share similar beliefs to mine. And Mm -hmm. I feel like they almost have like an upper hand with their ability to learn (laughs) in comparison to like us but I also kind of agree with you like I don't really want to get too excited about anything Mm -hmm. just because you never know but I have a lot of anxiety about this I think more anxiety now than I did back in 2016 Mm -hmm. I honestly think like 2016 didn't hit me and I literally remember going into work the next day so somber like so sad and just like I didn't even know how to process it so I'm just Mm -hmm. like I don't know if I can handle or process this (laughs) yeah I I completely agree with you that the younger generations are so much more progressive than I've ever seen I think I mean obviously we weren't in the same situation when we Mm -hmm. were in high school but like to be completely honest with y'all I never really took like politics seriously when I was younger like it just it never seemed some not that it wasn't important but like it didn't like we weren't learning a ton in school I don't feel like you know the same obviously we're nowhere near the same situation we're in right now but I mean even my parents like it just it never seemed like if the president was so bad that people were out rioting and just always feeling (laughs) Like you're literally let down by your government. So I feel like that's kind of crazy, but I'm so, I, when I see like younger kids actually getting like involved, it makes me so fucking happy. And like, I wish I would have done that when I was younger. I feel like I would have felt so much more confident in politics and like, you know, and they actually have a voice now, which is great. And I know that the younger demographic, like the turnout for voters already is just astronomical compared to previous elections. These kids are so intelligent. And Mm -hmm. I just like this also comes from me like working with teens through my little career at the YMCA Mm -hmm. and having the opportunity to do a teen leadership program with them. Like, Mm -hmm. I learned so much from them and I feel like was so humbled by them and like just I don't know it's just makes me happy that we're gonna get these boomers out 100 (laughs) percent it's like deuces I yeah yes I got fired from my summer job because I told an uber driver deuces boomer when he was yelling at me (laughs) so rightfully deserved Uh, (laughs) but you know it's just and even like Rachel like you see all my stuff like the shit that I have to go through and all my coworkers, and I know that a lot of people that are still working you know, retail and all these different types of jobs, like just the fucking Karens and like these boomers that like, I'm like, why do you guys act like you don't have one white cell left in your body? (laughs) Like wear the mask. (laughs) Honestly. Okay. Let's, let's talk about that for a second. So I had mentioned in our intro that Congress and just any political seat lacks the younger demographic. I think that's so key. I feel like it should almost be a fucking law or some sort of regulation that like 
you have to have a certain amount of individuals to represent your fucking constituents. That makes no fucking sense to me. I think it's actually ridiculous because we have, and I think that's how, also what people don't understand is when you go into a vote, like, yes, go vote for the presidential candidate that you want to win or who you think is best fit. But you also need to go and vote for your congressmen and your congresswomen and the Senate and your city councils, literally everything. Those are so important. And when I was younger, like I remember when I, what was it? It was, was it 2012? Yeah, 2012 when we were able to vote. Mm -hmm. And I remember just like not feeling confident and knowing the other candidates that were running for other seats. And I mean, obviously now I'm like all about it, but it's just, it's so important to like get yourself familiar with those things before you go and vote and kind of just get familiar on those people and what their issues are and what their stance on certain issues are. So that's huge for me. I think having younger people, you know, I think for Congress, I think the youngest that you can be is 25. Mm -hmm. President, what, 35? I think so. Yeah. But so many people are out here representing us and they're like double our fucking age. <laughs> like I just, yeah, it does not make any sense. Like our, our lives were so different four years ago. What right. makes you think that like life wasn't so crazy and different four years 30, ago? 30, yeah. 30 yeah, years like ago that's, or whatever. That's ridiculous um, to me. Yeah. It's so funny because I feel like I really, got super into politics when I was 18 um Mm -hmm. actually because I took AP government with a really great teacher Mm -hmm. and even I took AP government shout him out oh uh (laughs) Mr. Bolton was good uh what's really good Uh, I think he was on like uh who wants to be a millionaire or some show like that so he He ended up not liking me towards the end of the semester but that's just because you know (laughs) kind of a wild child back then (laughs) uh but I still was like pick all AP classes or whatever but in my AP US history class too like 17 years old learning about the trail of tears you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so it's just like I specifically remember getting super into the West Wing because of the show like (laughs) watch it um Mm -hmm. but I actually for a brief moment in time was like i want to go into politics myself because of Mm -hmm. that class you know and Mm -hmm. I specifically remember our teacher telling us too like it really motivating us and empowering us that we're young and to really Mm -hmm. like fight for like a group dedicated to young people you know like yeah they have all these different associations for different groups I mean I get it but it's like you know all these like elderly people get social security like Mm -hmm. you know fucking gun owners have their own representation too and like if you really think about it there's nothing for young people or Mm -hmm. really available for them but I just think like this just this whole year has really to me and I think to a lot of people like just really shown me the importance of like my voice and Mm -hmm being responsible with my choices and Mm -hmm. like really doing my civic duty you know because I feel like in 2012 was the last time I was really invested and really into it and now I feel Mm -hmm. like kind of more like you where I'm like kind of getting more into it as well and especially with me hoping to go into a future in education like Mm -hmm. bringing what I'm learning and the best for my students you know what I mean Right. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think it's, 
I wouldn't even know where to look when I was younger, like for any sort of representation, like any resources. I honestly, I can't even think of one right now. <laughs> like yeah. I, I feel like it's, it's obviously, I don't think our government is necessarily set up to support the younger demographic. I feel like a lot of it's like self-teaching and right. obviously stuff that you learn in school, but something's got to give. Cause I think it's unfortunate that a lot of kids are probably not even caring about this election and they don't understand how much it's going to affect them later on in life. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, even I was talking to my brother about this and he's 21 and he said that he's more concerned about the climate, you know, mm. like more than this election. Just like we're like all these boomers and all these people don't give a shit. Like they don't yeah. care, mm-hmm. you know, and it just sucks that it's like up to the younger people. And I feel like it's kind of always been like that. Right. It's always mm-hmm. like we got to count on the younger generation to kind of pull through and like make these like revolutionary changes, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Um, and-, and I think I find it so funny because I feel like the younger demographic, like they're always willing to fight. Like it's not just a fight for them. It's literally a fight for everyone. It's more on like a yeah. humanity, like moral type level. Absolutely. Um, and I just don't, get that vibe from the older generations like it's never about the younger kids it's never about representing them I think it's always just like for personal gain and And even like my two parents you know what I mean I feel like really understood the importance of this election and like Mm -hmm. me growing up I've always seen my parents like they would take me to the polling places you know they were voting when I was a kid but I just feel like you know they are really listening and really opening up to different issues that we have all seen you know mm-hmm. come to light and yeah it's like you can't argue certain things that are happening right now right see and that's a whole other thing is like you grow up taking science classes your entire life and being told the significance of science like science and data it's not up for debate like that's something that is set in stone and for whatever reason now, people are completely contradicting themselves. I feel like this shouldn't be up for debate. And I feel, what was it? Was it yesterday that, oh shit, I don't want to say his name. We need to give him like a nickname. Cheeto? I don't want to say Cheeto. I've, I've, I'm just, I even feel like an asshole, like talking shit, but like, let's be real. Let's be real. You know, and like something that I've been really trying to work on too is just really... Uh, like I don't know how to say this because it's like I'm silently judging you if you fucking support him but then it's also like (laughs) damn like I feel like I really can't judge somebody like Mm -hmm. they have the same rights as me you know Mm -hmm. but it's like hard to not like take shit personal you know and it's like regardless of whatever puppetry is going on Mm -hmm. or whatever it is like yeah shit that this fool says is oh it's so ridiculous two two things on that you bring up a good point so so yeah so the other day that man the current administration had a rally and was basically saying that he was gonna fire dr fauci after the election And I think that is so disrespectful. And well, that's a whole other episode that we can talk about because COVID is just so summer summer 2022 I think you said (laughs) and that is so scary to me but then also going back to your last comment they just had an episode today and I think it was called like women who run and they had I believe it was like four democrats four republican females running for congress and one of the girls her name is 
Kim Clackick. So Kim is running for Congress for one of the districts within Maryland. And today the commentator had asked, is it hard to run as a Republican while being a black female under a current administration that is clearly racist? And I was astonished at the fact that every single Republican on there said straight up verbatim, Donald Trump is not a racist. He's not a racist. He's the reason why I'm, that I'm running, that they, that Trump in one way or another has inspired them. And actually, um, Georgette Gomez, who is running for Chula Vista's 53rd district, she basically stopped them and was just like, you know, if we're going to be making claims like that, we need to actually look into what's going on because what they basically were saying was he's not racist because we need to look at his actions versus his words. And Georgette was like, you know, I agree with that statement, but at the end of the day, Trump has done nothing for people of color. He's done nothing for women. He is blatantly racist and he is not shy about it. (laughs) So like, I don't know. I feel like I just it really concerns me in so many ways because I think at the end of the day like racism is it's very clear when it's there and to basically (laughs) turn a blind eye or sugarcoat it I don't see how you can get away with that especially as a politician which is extremely concerning so all of those people within those districts should be extremely concerned that some of the representatives that are running this year are saying that Donald Trump is not racist. And at the same time, I think they're just basically saying that racism, maybe not that it doesn't exist in the United States because that's clear, but they're obviously saying that anything that Donald Trump has done is just, it's great. It's great for people of color, which makes zero sense. It's just so hard. It's like, it's also like me coming from someone who grew up watching South Park and Family Guy and Mm -hmm. all these like, shows that you know it's like different jokes I put quotation mark hands up but you know like <laughs> like you know obviously things are way more PC now but mm-hmm. I don't know because I do know like people that have said that before you know that they mm-hmm. don't believe that he's racist and for me it's like you're literally saying that Mexicans are rapist right that goes beyond a stereotype to me mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. that's like ugh, I hate it I hate it here <laughs> <laughs> yeah I feel like the second you start generalizing and stereotyping an entire fucking race uh, it's clearly racism I think there's no doubt about it and I'm concerned at what the next four years will look like if he's reelected. I don't even want to think about it. So let's check the numbers. I literally was about to do that right now. (laughs) So it is 1045. A lot of initial votes will get at 11 p.m. Eastern time. Oh, yeah, guys, if I ever say the time, it's Eastern time. But so Joe Biden's at 131 electoral votes and Donald Trump is at 108. Key swing states that still are not set in stone are Texas and Florida and Georgia, which is unfortunate that they're all leaning towards red now because in the beginning they were all leaning blue. Arizona is a big one that's leaning blue. Let's see. I feel like Georgia, there's no way. 
New Hampshire's Roll a big pie, one. baby. <laughs> you guys, this is just this isn't fun. Also, actually, let's let's check the Senate and the House. Okay. So, oh, okay. So, Senate is tied 41 to 41. Oh, um, also, guys, so let me tell you, let, let me tell you a little quick story. So before this, I took a nap because I had a crazy headache from all the anxiety today. And the second I woke up, I wanted to, oh God, I just got more bad news. Um, I wanted to check where the Senate was at. Two really big people that were watching are Mitch McConnell and Lizzie Graham, and they have both been reelected. That, I literally opened my phone, saw this. I saw that Mitch McConnell was reelected and I just yelled, fuck. (laughs) Like my roommate was concerned. She knew something was up and this is not a good start to the Senate. But let's see the house. So the house is now 87 Democratic, 113 Republican. Wow. Okay, but we still have, I mean, we still have a ton of districts that haven't come in. But yeah, this is just kind of rough. Hey. <laughs> okay, let me just take a deep breath really quick because honestly I I'm a pretty anxious person to begin with but today has just been so stressful because I think also there's huge talks about people rioting depending on how well actually I think either way something's gonna happen yeah um which is really concerning and obviously me being across the country and away from family is not easy but yeah and I feel like I think we're in good states, California. I mean, I'm scared for like friends who live in DC. I think that's huge, but I think we're just going to have to wait and see what happens. I'm honestly, I feel like I've almost been like ignorant to the fact that racism is a thing in San Diego and that there is Trump supporters in San Diego. And during like kind of summertime COVID, I was actually in OB and I saw a Trump flag, you know, at somebody's house. And I was just like, wait, like in OB, you know, yeah, and where like, am uh, I? Yeah. And like us two, like growing up in Chula, you know, mm-hmm. Rachel, like that's also kind of not common or at least like, you know, in my lifetime. And like, mm-hmm. I think I've definitely been privileged to go to different schools and like Mm -hmm. have the upbringing that I did to be really heavily um, influenced by inclusion and diversity you know Mm -hmm. and when I think of like you know like San Diego I think of like people like my mom you know like Mexican Mm -hmm. immigrants like such a melting pot with everybody like you know and yeah damn they're Mm -hmm. out there no I completely agree (laughs) I just like where do I draw the line where I'm like mm-hmm. still, I guess, respecting their point of view, but then it's hard for me to want to do that, you know? Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I think, so I think a big thing that I've come to realize over this past year, especially is growing up in Chula Vista is, is a fucking privilege. Like I never, I think I experienced, not me personally, but I witnessed racism once. I think once that I can like remember when I was in Chula Vista for what, 26 years of my life, um, which is insane because that's obviously not the case in a lot of other cities, but Mm -hmm. I, 
I always knew racism was a thing, but you know, growing up in Chula Vista, you're around so much diversity. We were what both of us are like 10, 15 minutes away from the border. Like it's, yeah. it's crazy. Cause you don't realize it until you're older. And I think it's good and a bad thing because I grew up thinking not that people were good, but like kind of having you, a little bit more faith in humanity. Yeah. And it's like when we were kids growing up, like you see your culture represented in school mm-hmm. with your peers, you know, right. like you see the different cultures like being represented and being taught in our curriculum, you know, like mm-hmm. learning San Diego's history, you know, too. And it's just like, <laughs> I don't know. It's like, I had this conversation too, where I was like, you know what? Like, cause I think there was like a Trump rally in PB or some shit like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, dude, all those people like are not from San Diego. Like there's no way, like they have to be implants. You know what I mean? Because in my eyes, I'm like, if you really are like born and raised in San Diego, like that's just not like that shit doesn't fly, you know, mm-hmm. but damn, it's sad to say that there is some people from fucking San Diego that are like that. Oh my God. Did you see, or did you hear um, this dude, which I still think is wrong on both sides. Like, I don't think anybody should do this, but this dude, like his Instagram name was like dark Knight 619. And he was posting people's addresses, people's personal information for supporting BLM, supporting mm-hmm. Biden and Harris and the dude. Well, I don't know if this is true, but it like, was saying that they said his uh, main account or something like that but it looked like they resided in Chula and I was just like what the fuck I mean I'm not I think at this point I'm no longer surprised um and I think people always say like Donald Trump didn't make people racist he just made it easier for people to speak their mind exactly and that's why I love like fuck MAGA I'm like let's make racists afraid again mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know love like, that <laughs> I I just can't like yeah I'm ready I'm I mean obviously this Thanksgiving is going to be so different um mm-hmm. but oh my god yeah we're gonna talk about that for sure yeah, yeah. I'm like mm, I'm ready to go to war <laughs> uncle Bob <laughs> I'll tell you what's on my mind god damn it <laughs> oh my god I honestly I <laughs> just the thought of like so in the I beginning of what you're about to pull up and I am triggered yeah so I'm triggered know. as fuck you know what let's talk about this first <laughs> so I well not everyone but um Dia de los Muertos was on November 1st and the 2nd correct mm-hmm. um and Mr. I don't oh god we need to find a nickname we, we got to find some. My mom, my mom loves to call him trompeta. <laughs> <laughs> we can plug that in, you know. Oh my uh, God. Honestly, that's perfect. That or the classic pendejo, whatever you know. <laughs> is appropriate. I know. I'm just like scared to be like, I just, I don't know. Who cares? So yeah. <laughs> so just like, he <laughs> He made he made a new holiday, and is that what he, is that what he called it a holiday? I don't know. And it's the National Day of Remembrance for Americans Killed by Illegal Aliens, and he made it on November first, which was Dia de los Muertos. Which right then and there, again, if you you want to say this guy isn't racist, but he's gonna do shit like this 
on a holiday that is so near and dear to me and my family and to so many other Latinos and Hispanics. And I just, this is when uh, his daughter posted with the Goya can. <laughs> yeah, fucking moron. Like, read the room, Karen. Like, <laughs> you know, like, come on, Susan, like, get it together. Oh my God. Ivanka is so far from reality. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Just triggered, you know, like, and that's why mm-hmm. I'm like, they know what they're doing. It's a clear, this is a clear dig. Like, this, this is, is a, not. Yeah this is not a coincidence y'all that just like amy comey fucking barrett is not a coincidence like they have a plan they're willing to do anything and everything to fucking ruin lives we're not gonna let them though so it's just one one of the many racist things did you did you get a chance to watch borat 2 yet no and i'm I've seen some of the clips from it and I'm very disturbed by the Rudy Giuliani shit. That man is concerning. Oh my God. <laughs> um, okay. Can we talk about that? Cause dude, I- I'm so fucking sick and tired. Y'all are going to get me started on something. I'm so, so sick and tired of having male politicians act like fucking dirt bags and have no like they have oh my god like nothing happens to them <laughs> there's no repercussions uh, there's none of holding people yeah. accountable and I feel like obviously that whole situation was probably just bulldozed by the fucking election but that that is disgusting and that girl I think that girl was playing as a 15 year old she was uh, she's yeah she's 15 years old um which was not like disclosed to them Mm. or whatever but still like you know just the fact that she's in that role playing that you know and obviously looks young and Mm -hmm. there's clearly an age difference oh that's very clear and so like uh rudy good good old rudy huh a uh, message mm-hmm. to you uh he was like oh yeah like I was fixing my mic and it's oh, you clearly like you clearly see like you're fixing oh, your boner pal <laughs> like <laughs> come on <laughs> like no? we are not fooled <laughs> that yeah, yeah I think also I the whole thing is like you're clearly caught in the act like this is something that I don't think you can even deny and I think you just you're you're digging yourself a bigger grave by not I mean obviously that's probably hard to admit because now he looks like a fucking weirdo but still like it like no you weren't fixing your fucking mic you idiot yeah and um my coworker and I were actually talking about that scene specifically in um Sasha Sacha I think I'm sorry if I totally butchered his name but the actor um who plays Borat him and the other actress I don't know her name they uh did an interview on like Good Morning America where Mm -hmm. they asked them specifically like about that scene and like he literally said like it's very clear like it it was very clear to me what was going on yeah basically Mm -hmm. so that's why I'm like dude like we're like (laughs) there's no hiding that so Rudy Giuliani, for those of you who might not know, I don't know too much about this guy, but I know he was a former governor of New York, right? Yeah, that's what I was going to so say. Was, I know a lot about him. 
Yeah, but he is now the advisor to the pendejo himself. So he has a daughter. Concerning. He has a daughter. He has a is daughter. Really? Yeah, and it's- it looks like it looks like he's had three different spouses. I can't with people. He yeah, and he like took to Twitter to like talk about that. Oh, there you go. Like like oh, let's yeah, let's pull him up. Yeah. Let's pull up his Twitter. Rudy Giuliani Twitter account. We are live on the scene, y'all. Yeah. There's also uh, another scene, Rachel, um, mm-hmm. where Borat like comes out of like this rally, and he's singing this song, and like the people in the crowd are beyond stoked and like i don't even want to talk about the lyrics because they're just wild but obviously like it's you know satirical you know what he's doing Mm -hmm. and like the things he's doing are on purpose you know but i think he even talked about how with his first film like people were way more shocked about like all the racism that was shown in the film and whereas Mm -hmm. like this one it's like there's kind of almost like no shock value really Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, even with Rudy, yeah. like it's like cool. How many uh, Epstein's are there? You know, literally. And that I oh, wow, that could, that's a whole other. I know. I love how we're just like. I know, guys. There will be so many episodes on all of this stuff we're talking about. So this is our first one. So yeah, I hope you guys. It'll be nice to us. I know it's going to be kind of crazy, but. Ugh, okay, I can't find the tweets. Dude, do you um, know that there's a fucking a Donald Trump YouTube? Oh my god, that he like posted and it's like how to survive a zombie like something, but like I didn't even watch it. I just like saw like the picture oh for it and I was just like, is this real? <laughs> Honestly, I don't like nothing surprises me anymore. It's I'm just not even affected by it. <laughs> Oh my god, like yeah. it's how to how to prevent a zombie uprising. But like this is like, oh it's, like real. And I'm just like, I mean, I didn't watch the video, like I said, but it's just like yeah. I'm like, dude, what? Oh I'll, okay, so I'm looking at our little notes for this podcast. And so what I have done is I went to both candidates' campaign sites. And I wanted to see what the key issues that they, you know, want to tackle while in office. And I'm going to tell y'all, this is the first, I don't know if I'm just going crazy, but this is the first time I've ever gone to a candidate's campaign website. Mm -hmm. And there's not a list of issues that they want to tackle. So let, let me just start with Biden. So Um, Joe Biden, he has a lot, but these are top ones. So to beat COVID-19, economic recovery plan for working families, affordable health care, climate change to strengthen tribal nations, clean energy, empower and protect women, strengthen caregiving and education workforce, and um, to help people with disabilities. So he actually, he has a lot more. Let me just, I'm going to pull up Trump's because this is Joe Biden, it's clear. It says Joe's vision. This is what Dina has, and it has all of the issues and you can read more about them. And I really suggest everyone listening to go look at this stuff because it's pretty important to know, but I'm trying so hard not to cringe because I literally (laughs) pulled up like his website 
and it is concerning i'm just dead that there's a shop now and he Mm -hmm. literally has a store and Mm -hmm. it's like two girls and they're just like jump like it's like a jump motion picture and it's like for a gift (laughs) absolutely not made in the good old usna of course right okay i'll pass so on his website it doesn't have his vision it doesn't say key issues this is what it fucking says you guys it says promises made promises kept so this is what he's claiming that he has done during his last four years in office i'm just gonna go over see this is just i'm just gonna pick a couple So for immigration, President Trump protected the American homeland by enforcing immigration laws so every American can feel safe in their community. I'm sorry, but I'm telling you, I'm not afraid of the immigrants. I am afraid of other people. Let's see. Healthcare. President Trump repealed the Obamacare individual mandate, expanded plan choices, and increased competition to bring down costs for consumers, which is the biggest lie I think I've ever read in my life. Healthcare is one of the biggest issues in the United States. And that is, Rachel, that's not up for debate. I don't want to get yes. like too excited, but Biden is at 209 <gasps> and Trump is at 112. Oh my God, wait. What did he win? Oh, he got California, Oregon, and Washington. Okay. Okay, guys. Um, it is now 1105. What, why are you? Why just, are you I'm just like, I'm, I know I'm oh. like trying not to get excited. Got nervous. But, you know? <laughs> So here we still have a lot of, well, not a lot, but we have a couple. Texas and Florida. Yeah. So we have Texas, Florida, and Georgia, which are all leaning red. And then we still have Arizona, which is leaning blue. So that's big. Okay. So we have pretty much all the states except for Nevada with their initial votes. So that's exciting. Yeah. Um, so for Nevada, it just says first results expected soon. Okay. Well, we can hopefully wait on that. And that's another thing, guys. So like this whole week has just been nonstop of like a fucking influx of information. So a lot of people are saying that we might not find out tonight who wins. It might be tomorrow. It literally could be Friday. Like it it can take a while, especially because of the mail-in ballots. Mm-hmm. But... I really want to find out tonight <laughs> so I can sleep peacefully. <laughs> I know. Okay, let's check the Senate. Ugh. Okay, so what did we say where they were at last time? I think it was 41-41. So um, the Democratic Party has 42. Republicans have 43. The House is still just like insane. The Democratic Party is 97. Republican is 128. And it is now 11.07 Eastern time. Oh, God, you guys, this is so nerve-wracking. Okay, well, we're going to put out some positive vibes for Mr. Joe and Miss Kamala. So, yeah, so Trump, he doesn't even, I think it's so important for a presidential candidate to have a vision and to talk about the key issues that they're going to be talking about while they're in office So I think that's concerning that he doesn't have that. He's just claiming that he's kept a bunch of promises. Let's quickly talk about the poll that we did on our Instagram post. Let me see if anyone else has voted. But 
Kourtney Kardashian has got a good amount of backlash for posting a picture with a Vote Kanye hat on. She has her company Poosh and she's had employees quit on her because they said that this election is too close and there's no reason to be um, endorsing a candidate that's obviously not going to win. So I posted a picture of Kourtney Kardashian. She had her I voted sticker on and it said, if you knew one of your favorite celebrities voted for Trump or Kanye, would you still support them? 45 people said no and four people said yes. So let's talk about that. (sighs) Yeah. I I think it's like what you were saying earlier, Cass, of like, we should be respectful of other people's opinions but it's um, too hard to do like with mm-hmm. this specific like situation at least for me you know and yeah. I mean I'm kind of like with certain celebrities I'm always like uh like I feel like there's like I mean I don't want the FBI agents showing up at my house but I, you know <laughs> what I mean like I'm always like mm, something's kind of a little bit weird <laughs> um mm-hmm. but then it is hard you know because Like even uh, there was like this thing on, this is kind of a little bit different, but there was like this thing on like TikTok where it was like, I guess Tim Burton said that he wouldn't really necessarily cast a person of color because he feels like they don't like fit his aesthetic. You know what I mean? And as somebody who's like, wow, like I love, you know, so many of his films, like that's like, Mm -hmm. damn, damn, like I'm person of color, you know, like, yeah, what do you mean? Like I can't be in one of your movies you know but then maybe i, I would play a character. I am super white passing you know yeah privilege but even like i like when you find out so like chick-fil-a for example you know like it's like they're very open about their views you know mm-hmm. so it's kind of like where do i really want to give my money to yeah As no i stopped a working class like you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like paycheck to paycheck type of situation you know right I stopped eating Taco Bell and if any of you guys know me I love Taco Bell I don't know why I don't I I have crunch wrap supreme dude Baja Baja Blast Also, I heard that they're taking the Baja Blast freeze off the menu, and then also they took their papas off, and that pisses me potato off. Taco. Yes. So I had first seen this like Twitter post, and it was like all these different restaurants, you know, that have given money to mm-hmm. Trump campaign and all that stuff. And I saw that Taco Bell was one of them, and I didn't want to believe it. I know. Also, okay, that brings up another question that I have. And I'm not very familiar with how, not fundraising works, but like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, donating money to candidates. But should we, I mean, should companies be able to donate money to presidential candidates' campaigns? I think I... I Like, yeah, like, how do you... I don't know because and then I always try to tell myself too like my views somebody else is going to be super against Mm -hmm. and in their eyes like I'm a shitty person you know like Mm -hmm. or we're the dumbasses you know as like a lot of Karens like to call you know these poor kids and stuff like that yeah yeah, it's like do you work for a company where you like agree with their beliefs and their values or Mm -hmm. you know like do you get put in a company you know and you work a job because you need to and you don't necessarily Mm -hmm. agree with their like 
you know, values and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think my view on that is I think it's difficult because when, as a company, if you're donating money to a specific person or a cause, you're kind of, you know, it's representing your entire company. It's, and I think if you work for a company and you have different views, that must be really hard. And obviously people need jobs, but I would be really disappointed, but I, you know, I don't necessarily agree with some of the things that my job does. And that's really difficult for me. Like it's, it's probably one of the hardest things working in corporate America is just not completely believing in everything that your company does and feeling like it's a representation of you. And I, yeah, I think it's probably a really complicated decision for companies to make. Um, not so much Chick-fil-A cause they're very, they're, yeah. they're pretty adamant on their views, but yeah, I think that's difficult because I, if I was an owner of a company or a CEO, I wouldn't feel comfortable doing something like that where I knew all of my employees weren't on the same page. I think that's, yeah, I think that's just common courtesy at that point. Yeah. And I mean, like for me, you know, like as I'm like kind of going through transition, like of finishing school and stuff like that, like Mm -hmm. I do feel like, like a lot of the beliefs and values Mm -hmm. that like Lush has like really hit home with me and really like mean a lot to me and even like a campaign that we did for like immigration reform you know like that hit super close to home yeah I know you always come in for the campaigns uh Rachel (laughs) yeah I love Uh, those but like we have like a sticker on our window that says basically no ice allowed Oh, wow. um, so I think like there is still companies that are making taking you know and making those bold choices to mm-hmm. show where they stand in solidarity with different I'd say not as popular views unfortunately yeah. no, um, I love I love Lush for that I feel like Lush mm-hmm. has always been pretty vocal about you know their views and yeah I love going in for the campaigns they always have really cute soaps you guys so I think you guys should totally go in next time they have one um because it, it all goes to a good cause and every time I go and I always have to text cast and be like do you guys still have them because they sell out of that so quickly it's crazy but I mean like I know that's like it's so hard because it's like you know, maybe actors or actresses or companies like that you really maybe mean a lot to you, you know, or influencers mm-hmm. that you really like and like felt a connection to or whatever. And then it's like something slips, something you find out something that they said, you know, like something comes up. Cancel culture is such a big thing right now, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So that's like another thing too. It's like, damn, do we forgive or, you know, is the point to like really educate and like help people, like maybe gain mm-hmm. a different perspective or do we just flat out like, cancel them I think for me like I think there's a fine line I don't necessarily believe in cancel culture but I believe people like Jeffrey Epstein should be canceled as fuck like I've there's some things that you just can't come back from I do think there's room for growth I think there's room to like let someone learn and take responsibility for their actions and then as long as they prove themselves that they've learned and changed from it I think that's okay but yeah I think there's just that gray area that you don't know what to accept or be okay with. And then there's the other side of the spectrum where you're just like, nah, let's cancel them all. Right. Right. And like, that's something again, that like, I really am trying to work on, you know, and not being so judgy. 
it's hard sometimes hard dude it's hard when you know nobody i guess wants to be told that they're wrong you know mm-hmm. or like you know that th- what they think or believe in is wrong you know mm-hmm. then there's the yeah. question too of like moral and ethics you know what really mm-hmm. makes things moral dang we're getting deep today <laughs> love it i love it we can honestly what we have a whole ass hour oh. until we find more stuff out so True. let's see where we're at y'all <laughs> Or I think we're at the same. 209 and 118. We are. Ay, ay, ay. My anxiety's through the roof. I know. I'm like, I just don't even want to watch, like, the news anymore. Oh, I know. Okay. Trump this... moved up a little bit with, like, six more votes. Ugh. Let's just keep it at that number. So when it comes to celebrities, I'm also kind of confused because... I've noticed that like a lot of celebrities, very last minute, like extremely last minute will be like, yeah, go out and vote or like last minute they'll endorse someone. And that kind of frustrates me sometimes. A lot of celebrities don't come out and actually endorse people. Like they'll just say, go out and vote or they'll post their picture of them with an I vote sticker. But I, I mean, I think it's unfortunate that with people who have such a huge platform that can reach so many people Mm-hmm. don't really use their voice and I, I'm not necessarily saying that they need to have the same views as us or be a part of the same right. political party but maybe um, even like be a bit more transparent yeah and that's my problem with Miss Kourtney Kardashian I think I mean she got the backlash for it but I think and and that's the thing okay so Kim K mm-hmm. she was smart so she, not once has she endorsed her own husband y'all mm-hmm. not once not once has she said vote for Kanye, not once. And I think she's smart because she knows that Kanye has absolutely no chance of winning this election. And people literally think he's a joke for it. I'm not saying that he shouldn't have run. Everyone has their own aspirations in life. Congratulations to him to getting on the ballot. But I think with a race that's so close, it's true. Any vote that doesn't go to either Trump or Biden, it's it's worthless at that point. It's, you know, there's, it's not going to do anything for you. Every vote really does count. And I think anyone who's taking this as a joke should look in the mirror. They have some reflecting to do. Dude, it's like uh, going back to South Park, the voter die episode that they did. I don't know if you ever watched it, Mm -hmm. but it was like their choices were like, a giant turd or a douche <laughs> like that <laughs> vote like this is out. literally we're just guys we're just a fucking episode of South yeah. Park that's yeah. what we are right now I have a couple colleagues that are overseas and one is in the Netherlands and she was just like all right guys like good luck with the election <laughs> like I might or might not see you in a week and she she literally said that like the United States is like comedy to them like we we are a joke like we are a joke to so so many countries dude something you might find interesting is when I did my uh, study abroad back in January in Naples the kids were very excited I worked with middle schoolers for my like placement but a lot of them were like excited that we were there but not only did they ask us if we like pineapple on pizza, which I had to lie and say that I don't <laughs> because they were like, that's gross. We don't do that. <laughs> they would all ask us like about Trump, like if we mm-hmm. like Donald Trump. 
and I guess like that almost like humbled me in a way too well the whole experience kind of humbled me I guess that's what it's meant Mm -hmm. to do (laughs) yeah Um, like that just like made me really realize like holy shit dude like really a lot of different places do look at the United States and Mm -hmm. get their influence and like have that I don't know it's just crazy like you know like like me I just think of like me as a kid like I was never like you know what what's going on in Italy you know like oh like their election like you know or what's their ruler like and it's like Mm -hmm. wow all these teen kids even ask about that and know about Mm -hmm. that yeah it's embarrassing And it's like, and even when I went, I was like, dude, I'm just going to tell people I'm Mexican because I was like, I don't want to say that I'm American, you know, like, I was like, dang, dude, like, that was like, I feel like the main question that a lot of people or like, even um, when I was out with my friend Miley that I went with to go do this, like, you know, we like met a couple different people and would chat with them and then they find out where we are and they're like, yeah, what do you think about Trump? We think he's an idiot. And it's just like, whoa, dude, like literally everybody knows it has it always been like this you know like it's just like I know and I mean I think so when the Black Lives Matter movement not necessarily started but when everything was kind of kicked off this year after George Floyd I was very I don't want to say surprised but like there were riots and protests all over the world like it was not just the United States and I think you know it's kind of crazy because like you at that point I mean, in my head, I was just like, damn, like, I didn't realize how invested other countries were in like our political climate. Like, you know, there's, and which is so unfortunate. I'm so pissed off that I even have to call it a political climate for someone who fucking died. Like that's, I think that the two should not correlate, but unfortunately in this moment it does. And I think, you know, it's just, it's very crazy the outlook or not the outlook, but just like the view that other countries have of us it's kind of sad because like I like what you were saying I've never been necessarily invested in other countries growing up because you don't you know it's more like an out of sight out of mind thing like you're not you're, you're not there to experience it yourself but I think that's like the beauty of growing up like now we have the time and we have like the opportunities to be involved in other issues that don't just involve us I said it again or before but <laughs> I hate it here sometimes. Yeah, dude, it's it's a tough, tough fucking year. Tough four years, honestly. And what were you doing? So when you when Trump was elected in 2016, what were you doing? Like, do you remember exactly like where you're at or like? Yeah, I had to go to work, mm-hmm. and like literally, like all of my coworkers and I, like we had to open our store and like. I think I had to like come in for an opening shift. I just like didn't want to believe it because I specifically remember like a big part of his following really did come from fucking built that wall, you know, and as somebody who has a lot of family members that come from Mexico, my mom comes from, you know, Mexico and like has really shown us the culture and has mm-hmm. taught us it to also hear about like the discrimination that my mom has gone through when she first came here you know it's like heartbreaking and I just remember feeling like I really don't want to give customer service to people you know mm-hmm. um, yeah. and I think, like it just like kind of took me a while to really like grasp it and then 
like I said for a while I feel like I was even guilty of just being like I just don't even ignorance is bliss at this point like I don't want to hear anything like I don't want to hear what this fool has to say like I'm so over it you know what I mean Mm -hmm. but I just think like we really need to get him out like obviously like you know like Biden has his issues but Mm -hmm. I don't at this point I'd rather have anybody than you know Trump that's just like my personal like kind of like experience with it but where were you do you remember um so I remember I think the okay so the entire time Hillary Clinton had the popular vote so I remember just like being in bed and it was late at night um and I had like the news on and I remember out of fucking nowhere like literally out of nowhere the commentators weren't even talking like out of nowhere it said that Trump had won like it literally just said like you just see the electoral votes Trump had the 270 and then all of a sudden he's on stage and he's he's taking his win (laughs) and I remember just like sitting up and just being so confused and upset and I really think I did cry because I think it was just like it was so out of nowhere I didn't even have time to like brace myself or to like really process what was going on I don't even know what like that next day was like but I remember just also just being in like in shock like just being like I can't even believe this is going on right now and I can't believe this fucking happened and in this election I 100% support Joe Biden I know he's I, I he has done shit in his past like every other politician has. I'm not saying that any of that is okay, but this is beyond Joe Biden. Like this is mm-hmm. way beyond him himself. But during the 2016 elections, it was like, I don't trust Hillary and I don't trust Trump. Do you even remember in 2016, it was like, the thing was like, oh, like I voted for Trump as a joke. Yeah, like, so many people. you have the privilege to mm-hmm. vote as a joke. Mm-hmm. Like, let's not. Thanks do for that fucking anymore. us over. <laughs> Thanks for ruining my life. Oh. Yeah, I. I mean, it's crazy. I think just. I don't know. We need to figure out. I, I think there has to be a lot of new laws and regulations around voting, especially when yeah. it comes to like voter intimidation and voter suppression. Mm-hmm. You know, that's huge. And I know that there's some states that are working towards having. How do I say it? having people restore their right to vote when it comes to felons. I don't know if I'm saying that the right way, but yeah. So that's a huge thing. Also. So, okay. This might just be my ignorance talking, but so doctor recipients cannot vote, but I don't understand that they can vote. I don't No, they, they can't. Can. No, I don't think they can. Yeah. And I don't necessarily understand that. Um, I think if you're a taxpayer, you should be able to vote. And I feel like that's, that should be the end of that. Am I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure they're not allowed to cast their vote in federal elections. Yeah. Which is just concerning to me in so many different ways. Um, Especially because a lot of these rules and new laws affect them. Yeah. It says some states allow DACA represent or recipients to vote, including include Chicago and San Francisco. So those two cities can vote or they can't? I think it says that they do allow them, but I'm not sure if it's for federal ones. 
I don't know um, how accurate this website is that I just pulled up. Yeah, so I think there's obviously a lot of things that need to be changed. And hopefully we'll have a new administration who takes this stuff seriously. I want to talk a little bit about the toxic environment around politics right now. I know that, especially during this election, I think a lot of people that I used to affiliate myself with or a lot of people that I went to high school with, even some elementary school people, whatever, it's brought up a lot of negativity. And I feel like, you know, it's one thing to be a Republican. I do believe that it's another thing to be a Trump supporter. But I think it's hard, obviously, for people to have those conversations with people when it comes to politics. Um, But I think now more than ever, it's very high end. I've had to have like a couple tough conversations with people and I have had to like remove some people from my life and I have no regrets. But I don't know what's that like for you? Like, have you had to talk to anyone about politics lately? People that don't have your same views? Um, I'd say for the most part, many of my friends share the same views as me mm-hmm. um I'd say like my two main best friends I'd say like they have more of like a kind of like Christian Catholic kind of view about certain mm-hmm. things so like there's definitely certain beliefs that I feel like we don't agree with but mm-hmm. for the most part like I'd say when it comes to like our like president I think that many of my friends share the same view as me And I think, like, that's kind of where I also am kind of, like, learning, like, where to draw the line at. Because I know that there has been people that do support Trump that I was friends with at one point or what have you. So I'm just, like, trying to figure out, like, do, like I said, like, do you try to help them, like, maybe see your point of view, maybe, like, walk a different perspective. But then that also has to be applied to me, you know? Like, I really feel like I've been trying to come from a place of empathy and understand, you know, how we said, like, you and I are so privileged to have grown up in Chula Vista, whereas, Mm -hmm. like, other people maybe didn't have that privilege. So, like, really trying to see their environment. But then, like I said, a part of me is like, no, fuck you. Like, Mm -hmm. you support a lot of things that I do not agree with. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's, I'm never one to be like, this is what I believe in. Let me change your mind. (laughs) Like I'm not, I don't really feel that obligated to do, to try and persuade anyone to change their minds. But yeah, I feel like, and I agree with you, like the majority, like the vast majority of my friends all have very similar political views and obviously there always are those little anomalies out there that just like randomly pop up but I think I've only had to like I think there's only like one person in my life who I was like I'm drawing the line like you're way too toxic and this isn't even healthy anymore um and I think it's hard I think it's also so I went to high school with a lot of people who either have parents who are in law enforcement or they are now in law enforcement themselves. Um, so that's been really interesting because like a lot of them, and I don't necessarily agree that if like, you're not posting stuff or if you're not talking and vocal about certain things that you're not doing like your justice, uh, and, um, that basically that's you saying that you're for the opposing side, but that's been, like, that's been kind of the, you know, 
Right. And I, and I, I think to some degree, like that is true, but it has been really interesting seeing those friends kind of sneakily putting their opinion out there. But yeah, I don't know. This is tough. I feel like I think a lot of this, it was, it was kind of hard to like see some people not like say anything, Mm -hmm. but I also like, I don't know. It's like, you see like them post. Yeah. Like their sneaky shit and you're just like wait mm-hmm. what you're like <laughs> you're like yeah wait where did that come from yeah I'm like oh okay you went from saying nothing to like and staying silent on an issue that hits home for so many people and has mm-hmm. brought out a lot of like emotions and different people but then you say something that's out of pocket <laughs> or like you know what I mean you're like, yeah. like what the heck yeah no I completely agree I I do hear what you're saying though too like you know because sometimes maybe people just maybe can't post I don't know like Mm -hmm. you know maybe that would jeopardize like you know where they work I don't know you know what I Mm -hmm. mean like just trying to think of like what maybe benefit of the doubt I guess you know yeah let's let's try and play devil's advocate once in a while Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. There's no love lost there. You know, I'm totally content with the people I have in my life. So shout out to all of y'all. Yeah. Same skis. Okay, so I think, so what What do you think we should do? So it's 1140 Eastern Standard Time right now. Joe Biden's still at 209. I believe Trump is still at 118. I think the last polls closed at midnight here. So I'm just... Yeah, wondering if we're even gonna i know i'm like i don't think we're gonna find out tonight i don't think so either but then i'm like that's kind of gonna be like way too scary to wake up to i know honestly i don't think i'm gonna be able to sleep all right so i want to go over one more thing because i think we have been recording for like a good amount of time you brought something up earlier and it triggered something in my mind um so both of us are latinas i'm half white and so is Cass. We are very white passing. Really? Yeah. Hello, Witta. So I know for myself, it's been pretty, I don't know. I don't want to say tough, but like I, my entire life I've had to like prove that I'm Mexican. Right. So like, Same. yeah, I think it's difficult to try and find a voice in a place where like, I don't necessarily feel like, not that I don't belong because like so many things that I have grown up with are like very based on like my Latina, like, or not Latina, but my Latino like heritage and just like, you know, all my views and, you know, cause we grew up with my mom's side of the family, but like how, I don't know. I feel like we're, it sucks because I don't want to call it privilege cause that's not the right word, but like we aren't targeted because we don't look Mexican. Yeah. I think what have we grown up seeing on the novelas you know Mm -hmm. it's always going to be the lighter latinas and lighter latinos that are showcased and i've never experienced any type of racism like Mm -hmm. you know specifically to me and i know like 
as somebody who is very proud of like my heritage and somebody who, you know, Spanish was my first language and like still having Mm -hmm. to utilize Spanish and wanting to go into education with like dual uh, language immersion, you know, Um, because I do really think it is very important. But like having people constantly ask me, like, how do you speak Spanish? Like, how do you, you know, Spanish, you know, and I think Mm -hmm. it has been a struggle. And I can agree with you 100%. Like, I feel like for a while, I was very keen on proving that I'm brown, you know, like proving that like, no, but have you met my mom? Just wait until you see my mom, you know, like, yeah, she has her own chile de arbol in the back, you know, like, she, <laughs> you know, like, salsa and the, oh, you thought it was butter? No, it's salsa, you know, like, oh, you thought it was ice cream, <laughs> frijoles, you know what I mean? Um, so it's like, you know, this constant struggle of uh, personally, I feel like not being accepted from either side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? no, I completely agree. I, I think there's like, there's the argument that like, you're not Mexican enough for Mexicans, but you're not white enough for white people. Yeah, kind even, of. Like my, even like my, my mom's side of the family, you know, like my grandma calling me a pocha, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's just like, it is what it is, but I feel like I'm at a place where I'm like, I think you don't have to speak Spanish. You don't have to like pan dulce. You don't have to know different traditions. Like you don't have to be, there's no specific thing that's going to make you Latino or Latina Mm -hmm. or Latinx, you know, like Chicano. Like I feel like whatever you feel like is valid. And Mm -hmm. even like growing up, like people being so shocked about like my sister and I, my sister is like very morenita like she was born in Mexico Mm -hmm. you know and it's like people being like no that's not your sister like how is that your sister and it's like yeah she is you know but then like I said like my mom she claims she's not but in my eyes I'm like my mom is a light-skinned Latina she's from San Juan de los Lagos Jalisco you know like her name's Mm -hmm. Olga you know like there's a lot of like that like European influence on that too yeah definitely Um, but then that even goes back to like me being like, dang, like my mom would be such a powerful bruja if she didn't hold on to this like <laughs> trauma like, and like conquistador. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, all this like, you know, like, yeah, Catholic, like, you know, mm-hmm. trauma. And it's just like, there's so much that makes our, like, I, I, I was saying specifically like Mexican culture because that's what I can speak on, you know, my experience. Mm-hmm. But like, there's so much that, is added to that pot of like mm-hmm. Mexican culture, you know? Yeah. I feel like I'm rambling now, so I'm gonna no. like, say some stuff too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I no, I love everything that you said because I, I think that's something that's really important for people who are white passing to know. Cause I think it's for me, like so my my mom is Mexican, my dad is white. Um oh my God, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <We're tense. laughs> wow. And um, but it's like the same thing where like my siblings, so Natalie and Esteban, like they are like, you look at them, there's no doubt in your mind that they're Mexican. Same with my mom. So like right. they take after my mom, I take after my dad and like, I'm not mad about it or anything, but like, you know, people are always like, those aren't your siblings. That's not your mom. Like, right. And or I even I be- just thought about like, even like us, like our last names, yeah. So yeah. Like in comparison I, to our like first names. 
Yeah, I think it's kind of crazy because so when I think about like me running, wanting to run for Congress eventually, mm-hmm. you know, my constituents are like, you know, we're in Chula Vista. Those that that's a district that I want to run for, and the majority of that are people who are Mexican. And like me, I identify myself as a Latina, but it's kind of scary going into something like that where it's like, are people even going to really take me seriously because? I'm not your typical Latina and I'm not, my Spanish isn't great. And I still have a white dad. <laughs> and um, you look at my three older sisters, they they are white because they come from my dad and previous wives. But, but yeah, it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to feel like you're a part of that community when like people don't necessarily think you belong in it. From both so I think sides. It's really, yeah. And I think it's really reassuring to hear that like, you, if you're a Latina, you're a Latina. Like you don't, you don't have to prove yeah. yourself. You don't have to know every single thing about, you know, I don't want to say like the custom. Well, like you said, yeah, yeah. Like customs, culture, like traditions, like you don't necessarily need to know everything and all everything about that. You know what I mean? There's just obviously like so many different types of people that make this up. And mm-hmm. I think progressively it is, kind of I think becoming more inclusive like Mm -hmm. Latinx culture Chicano and Chicana culture you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and yeah like that's always been a struggle for me Rachel is like proving that I am Mexican but then also knowing like wow like I don't really fit in when I hang out with like my white friends yeah no I completely I, I can totally relate to that. And I feel also I like, I've kind of like looked at like, okay, who are the people that I'm closest with who are like my good friends and like, honestly to be like, and this isn't done purposely, but I don't have a ton of white friends. And if I do, they're people from high school, people I, you know, I'm acquaintance with, like, mm-hmm. it's not, those aren't my close friends, but like, I can confidently say that like, 80 to 90% of my friend group are of um, Hispanic descent. So I think, but I, I think don't know. that's like, that's where that shared experience lies. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Where it's like, it's like, oh yeah, like we can talk about making tamales with our family, you mm-hmm. know, for Christmas time or yeah. like, wow, like we can talk about like watching Sabado Gigante with my grandma, you know, or just mm-hmm. like these different things. But like, anybody's experience will be different you know and yeah. it's just you know it's I'm like I'm okay with like, being called a wet ass you know what I mean but yeah. it's like just accept me just accept me <laughs> I know I guess it's just what you make of it but yeah I think I think we covered a lot tonight More anxious. I, I know I I really just don't want to go to bed but so question so it's it's 11 51 right now on the east coast biden's still at 209 trump is still at 118 do we want to stay on for another eight minutes and see if anything comes in at midnight yeah yeah we can do that okay um oh well let's talk about let's talk to the listeners so I would love to hear your guys's input and your suggestions for the podcast. Um, obviously, today's all about the election and a couple other things, but I we obviously don't want it to be just that. Yeah, I want your suggestions on our Instagram, you know, on the podcast. 
any suggestions that you guys have, I think would be great. And like feedback. Oh yeah, no, totally. Feedback would be great. Um, if we say um too much, feel free to let us know. <laughs> Cause I need to work on that. Those fillers. I know filler words. Ugh, they suck. Um, here we go. Both of us just said um at the same time. No, and like I think like for me too, like again, like even though like you said, like this one was kind of more focused on like politics, like tell us what you guys are all interested in or things that you mm-hmm. feel like are necessary that you want to like be talked about or like any mm-hmm. ideas that you do have. And I think like ultimately I'm just really excited to create a safe space for everybody and anybody who wants to be a part of this. I do want to make it clear that like, this is not just for women or mm-hmm. anyone who identifies as a woman. Like this, this is for anyone who supports a woman, um, anyone who wants to be more informed of, you know, just the struggles and the fun stuff about being a woman. I think we want everyone to be a part of this. It's not just specific to certain groups but I'm excited I feel like we did good today I think we did too I think it was like kind of like nerve-wracking in the beginning but I think we just kind of started rolling with it and just like yeah doing our thing this mic makes me feel official I'm honestly a little bit nervous because I was like kind of like doing my little antsy stuff like where I mess with my oh, hands I'm like, oh shit like I hope that's like not can they the- hear all of this <laughs> I know. I'm like oh my god so mad and like, um, I was like I, you just hear my cackling in the mic like <laughs> my life story yeah I'm actually I'm really excited for like future podcasts too because I feel like me and Cass just like joke around 24 yeah. 7 and we're not always this serious so I think and I think you guys maybe got like a little taste of that today so yeah. I'm excited like I said dude just crazy to kind of like see like how we became friends and like literally walking from our high school to my house to amc trying to watch pineapple express getting asked for our our ids when we were like freshmen and then just Mm -hmm. being like okay we're just gonna watch batman and then still snuck in to go watch pineapple express actually let's okay let's talk about that really quickly so I know this is like so long ago like what was your first impression of me I was like I I hate when people are like Cassandra like you know because I'm so used to being called cast too now but like oh I know you from high school or like oh my god I remember you like I hate that it gives me like the most cringy vibes because I was so weird oh my god no okay no 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 so Cass and I both went to Olympian. I only went my freshman year, but we met in PE. Do you remember who our PE teacher's name was? It's like Miss something. I forget, but she hated me. No, Miss Hernandez was PE dance. It was, I don't know. Miss Grady? No, Miss Grady was my seventh Uh, grade PE teacher. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know. I, I forget, but I remember we met in PE. I feel like we were all sitting on our little numbers. And I remember you and Ricky would like make jokes all the time. Do you remember that? And we would just like all three of us would literally just joke around the entire class. And oh my God, Ricky's, I've missed Ricky. <laughs> I haven't even talked to him. But yeah, I feel like that was like my first impression of you. Just like, oh my God, she's so funny. She's so like, she's so chill and especially for me going to a new high school so we can talk about that conversation later but I feel like yeah because I like knew well I had like I was friends with like Joey 
I don't know if you remember him, but like he was like, I guess like supposedly supposed to like go to Bonita, but since his mom was a teacher, like he like his mom was just kind of like, no, you're gonna go to Olympian. But I remember like Bonita kids being like very like no, like Bonita, 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 you know. So like I know that. Like, and I know a lot of my friends that, like, went to Olympian that were supposed to go to that school, like, really wanted to go back to Bonita. Mm-hmm. So I know, Honestly, like, I, I love Bonita. I feel like I'm very, I was very lucky to go to Bonita, and all of my, like, really close friends are from Bonita, too. But I totally agree. Even people now, which I think is kind of funny, but even people now out of high school are like, yeah, Bonita, it's just i'm sorry but just like the whole sentiment behind it is so annoying to me because it's like guys we're i was gonna say but even like i don't know like i feel like chula bonita like there's just like a different kind of feel as opposed to like otai ranch and like east lake you know oh yeah i know i totally agree i think i like i'm i don't want to say i'm proud that i'm from bonita that sounds weird but like no that's totally fine yeah but like I feel like that's that's the vibe that I get from a lot of people from Benito like it's very like you know all of my really close friends are from like elementary school and middle school like those are people that I'll have in my life forever and I all met them at Benita so So except for Cass do you want to check the update and see if anything updated yeah so it's 11 59 Let's see I'm like the second give it one more minute yeah. <laughs> uh, let's check the senate same thing 42 45 oh the house okay so um democrats have 120 and republicans have 145 that's a lot better than it yeah. was a while ago okay it's midnight your time uh numbers are still the same for yeah Biden and Trump I guess we're just gonna have to do a recap in the morning, Rachel. <laughs> I know. Or literally um, redo this whole thing if this thing didn't take. I know I'm gonna cry. But let's wrap this up. I'm yeah. so happy that Cass and I were able to talk yeah. about this. I think it's so yeah. important for us to like be on top of um, you know, a lot of politics that are going on in the moment. But um, this this also like empowers me to learn more because obviously like I don't want to come on and like not know anything about it, you Mm -hmm. know, so I feel like this is kind of like motivating me to like really even get like more involved in within my own community, which is something that I like Mm -hmm. feel like I have been very passionate about in the past, but have almost Mm kind of like lost that passion, you know, like just throughout like the shit that's been going on and like even before, you know, pre 2020. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'm just like really excited for this and again like obviously like a lot of our stuff isn't going to just specifically be like about politics but Mm -hmm. I think it is important for us to incorporate that into like our message and like what we want to showcase totally we are a one-stop shop for you guys (laughs) that's what I want to be um but thank you so much for listening you guys please give us your feedback please give us suggestions or ideas that you have like it share it when it's subscribe I never (laughs) thought I would ever say something like that but (laughs) but here we are (laughs) is this our new corn hobby (laughs) I think so um but everyone stay safe hopefully tomorrow morning we'll have the results in and we'll be able to give you our reactions but yeah stay safe 
wear your masks. Don't be racist. Yeah. Ciao for now. Ciao.